1: Going on, everybody, and welcome back to another okay. episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. And Dan, you're gonna have to talk me off a ledge this week because I am not a happy camper.
2: Oh, Jimmy McDonald, I'm so sorry to hear that, buddy. Because <laughs> it is, you know, there's uh, not a lot to not a lot to be happy about, you know.
1: Not in uh, not in Sporting KC land. Not in real life land and a lot of i mean i'm so look
2: well I, you're not roasting uh, meat on your sidewalk like I you just, can just go do it
1: <laughs> we, we're in something called a heat dome and we're gonna have the what? first three consecutive days that are over 100 degrees in 10 years and it's never been hotter than it is in england right now and mm. there's giant ass waves going over buildings in hawaii right now Whoa. and the subways of new york are flooding and disney world is like three feet of water in it and it's just Holy like shit
2: well, the UK is calling it a heat apocalypse. Well, yeah. And I'm like, uh, that means it's going to murder everyone. Right. What? So I don't it's like It's fine. It. It's fine. It's fine. And we're, we're used to it, dude. We, this this happens every July. Anyone who's lived in the Midwest. But, but it now, doesn't. But other places. I mean, here, it does. But it's they
1: just said it's the hottest it's going to be in 10 years. Really? Yeah. The like it's the first time like in 10 years. Year. No, I feel like it's like... We get heat waves every year. We get heat. It's, but it's not usually like. We're ha- we're going on like two months of like 95 plus weather. That's a long ass time. Usually it's right? like 85, 86, 87. And then you'll get like a heat wave for a week where it's like 95. But then it goes back to like mid to upper 80s. It's not usually oh. like 97 to I 100. Don't hate,
2: I don't hate that until I get a weather channel alert that says air quality alert. And I'm right. like what? And it's like. This happened last year when I was uh, training for a marathon, and I was like, "So I shouldn't go running? Cause I, I need to. It's a running day, you know." Right. It's just
1: like, <laughs> oh, by the way, you're all gonna die. So it's yeah. Good luck.
2: It's like don't. Uh, it was like that in uh, oh, dude, in Chicago when we had like negative fifty something wind chill, right? And they were like, "Don't have your animals out longer than ten minutes," and I was like, "I'm like timing. I'm like, fucking take a shit." take a shit splinter (laughs)
1: even 10 minutes seems like too long in that it was dude especially together
2: yeah he was (laughs) bad he like lifts one paw to give it a break and then like lifts the (laughs) other paw to give it a break so we had to put little start putting little mittens on him little booties i tried to put boots on my dog for
1: both for the 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 cold here it's like to protect her paws from like the salt on the sidewalk but also when it's hot as hell outside i'm like i don't want her like her paws to burn and yep. I put boots on her the first time, and she could not figure out how to walk, because she was just like, I'm not doing this. So oh,
2: it's, it's hilarious, a, though. It you is. You laugh, and they but... like a terrible person, because they're like, ah, ah, ah. like, what has happened to my feet? <laughs> Trying to shake it off. It's very funny.
1: <laughs> uh, anywho, the only good news that I have for you, well, two things. One, Kansas City Current extended their unbeaten streak to seven, and we were both at that win. That's a hell that of cool. a
2: time. How are they four points out of first place? That's it's pretty insane. Wild. It's wild. I'm I'm very much enjoying the atmosphere of those games and uh, more home games to come. Man, they got a week mm-hmm. off this week too, so yeah, that's cool. So
1: shout out to the KC Current and their seven game unbeaten streak, and I think they've won five of those seven games. Like it's crazy. It's pretty um, crazy.
2: You had you had Lola Bonta being a, a raging bull at the did. at the red corner flag after
1: a phenomenal <laughs> penalty kick. So.
2: How do you mm-hmm. how do you make that? Like that's a hell of a shot.
1: It was. She like upper netting. Upper yeah, that's not easy. <laughs> that and rough. then uh, the other good news is uh, we got two new reviews.
2: Hey, that's awesome.
1: couple of five star reviews. Do uh, do you want me to read them? You want to read one? You want to split them? How you want to do let's, this?
2: Let's split them, dude. Take take your pick.
1: All right, I will do uh, the first one. It's from July 11th. Now this one appeared and then disappeared and it came back because Apple Podcast is weird. So yeah, they're bad. It's been around for more than a week now, but it wasn't here last time we tried to record. So, this is from uh, Alf Mall, who I assume is just like if Alf from the TV show Alf was a Sith Lord.
2: Was in Star Wars, of and, course, and uh, had a double bladed lightsaber. So terrible! I'm uh, surprised you even. <laughs> what, should we know Alf? Like we're 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 young I mean, people. Alf
1: is much older than we are, but
2: yeah, for <laughs> sure we we got reruns probably.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, titled lucky to have it and it says i'm happy to find a good and regularly updated skc podcast and given a recent review or two by some sensitive and puerile listeners hoping i pronounced that word correctly because i had to look it up
2: we did have to google it
1: <laughs> uh i'm lucky to have the ab- uh, oh hold on and given a recent review or two by some sensitive and puerile listeners i'm lucky to have the ability to skip ahead or rewind as i see fit
2: Ah, throw some shade at people that don't mm-hmm. know how to do that. Very cool, very mm-hmm. cool. You don't
1: you don't like what we're saying about some things? You're welcome to fast forward. Oh, we're not man. gonna be offended. We're also not gonna stop talking about things because you told us you don't like it, so
2: Yeah, totally. Uh I, you know, I, I it's a good review. That's good stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alf uh, Mall. I guess my dog is upset right now. You hear this? <laughs> you hear these barks happening? It's
1: okay. It happens.
2: I mean my wife needs to get her shit together and <laughs> right <laughs> wrangle these i'm
1: excited for the glare you're going to get when she gets to that part of the podcast when she listens
2: i will get a text of some sort yes she (laughs) she will be at the office and send some sort of uh text maybe an angry face uh (laughs) hey so this next one is from uh weak pod which i'm glad that's their name and not Mm -hmm. our title of the review right uh (laughs) the title is thank you it's five stars and it says thanks for speaking the truth voting no on august 2nd is extremely important also enjoy all of your sporting takes and information keep it up guys thank you so much thank you we got takes man we get what i love most about doing this by the way since you asked um i think that (laughs) (laughs) i like that we we do approach this from a fan standpoint like Mm -hmm. we're not over here bashing the team so bad like we do love this team even when mm-hmm. they're in bad places but also we're we're gonna have the hot takes that's like man i'm sad mm-hmm. like I'm, this sucks right now it's not a good time it's not fun um it was fun to tell Kyrie who we were uh during that interview and i i was i was like well, we're, this is a fan podcast we're we're nobody you need to worry about it. we're not gonna write uh you know scathing articles or anything
1: <laughs> yeah he uh that was a man I, i'm still that was a fun interview it was a good listen
2: yeah i can't stop talking about it. i continue to get messages about it by the way and i'm like am i a journalist now because that feels uh (laughs) feeling like a journalist (laughs) and i
1: have to save that send it into like the washington post and be like i'm I'm saying if you need a
2: correspondent 2026 world cup i mean and i thought about it right right i I listened to it back and i was like am i good like is it (laughs) (laughs) i I do this do I hang on to this kind of stuff in case someone was like, do you have any samples? And I'm like, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my
1: 30 30- man. It's not easy to do an interview
2: that long by yourself. Yeah. And but you that's not what it is though. Cause it's not an interview. It was just kind of like two guys hanging out. It yeah. truly was like the fan experience, um, you know, putting it out there with a player I love and respect, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's no, what it's that awesome. was. So you did a great job.
2: More of that stuff to come for sure.
1: Well, thank you to those who left those five-star rating and reviews to Alf Mall and Pod. Uh, if you have not yet done so, you can leave a five-star rating uh, or review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify, and we appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're not going to go on about it a ton because we've already said it, but yeah, please vote on August 2nd, whether you're in Missouri or in Kansas. It's important to, to go ahead and do that. Um, these are primary elections, but there's also, especially in Kansas, this big constitutional amendment that... Uh, we would like you to vote no on obviously you vote however you you personally want to vote can't make you do anything um, right
2: right and the if one you
1: stole my vote no
2: sign out of my yard i'm coming for you
1: <laughs> the one thing i will say about this that I, we we might have briefly mentioned but didn't really get to talk about it as much and you you brought this up last week and i think it's it is good is um still nothing out of sporting and and not even sure. i don't even expect them to say anything at this point about the supreme court like, decision like we're past yeah. that but i haven't even seen anything that's like hey big uh big primary election coming up in kansas and, and missouri right. on august 2nd so Casey here's some resources have. right so just even being like here's some resources to make sure you can get out and vote you don't have to take a side even just set, right encourage people to do this because it's important and the kansas city current went out there they not only said Here's where you vote. They said, vote no on this amendment. They said, if you're in Missouri, here's how you vote. Here are the deadlines. Um, Mm -hmm. Because today, July 20th, I think is the deadline to request an absentee ballot, at least in Missouri. I don't know about Kansas. Mm -hmm. You can still vote early in person. But uh, I just wish the club would do better encouraging people to exercise their right to vote.
2: Agreed. And like you said, that's not going to happen. It's gone. It's gone. It's, you know, the the news cycle that people are, they're hoping people forgot about it. But people haven't forgotten about it. I see people tagging sporting and saying, like, are you guys going to say anything? Uh, You know, just because your players don't have vaginas doesn't mean this isn't important. You know, just a bunch of, uh, uh, I don't know, it's kind of silly. Yeah. So,
1: anywho, uh, before we get into the games this week, I do want to talk about, it's a slightly unfortunate uh, news story that came out. Uh, but between the Minnesota game and the RSL game, but I figure we might as well just talk about it get it out of the way now. Courtney Ford from Olathe. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a, a local guy. Had played some pretty decent games for, for Kansas City this year. Uh, Major League Soccer announced that uh, Courtney Ford had been suspended for 10 MLS league games and fined 20% of his annual salary for violating the MLS substance abuse and behavioral health policy. Uh, he tested positive for a performance-enhancing substance. Uh, the suspension was effective July 13th. Um, I think it says he'll be eligible to come back September 13th against DC United. So now, this, it's not just uh,
2: 10 MLS games, right? Doesn't he miss the Open Cup too?
1: It says 10, 10 MLS League games. So That's the, weird. I thought he would have to miss the oh, Open on. Cup. Uh, it's a, you, you're right. Hold on. The 10-game suspension is effective July thirteenth, 2022. During the term of the suspension, he may also not participate in exhibition games, scrimmages, or tournaments, including the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup.
2: Well, there you go. It's not as if we're uh, light on center backs right now. So, Uh, it, it hurts. This sucks, man. And then we know why he, I saw online some, I can't remember who to give credit for, but. That uh now we know why he cuts holes in his socks, man, because he's he's on them calf enlargement drugs.
1: <laughs> I uh, yeah, and and Daniel Sperry in uh, Kansas City Star, he he uh, had some inside information that said, uh, you know, while the news release did not specify the offending substance, a source with knowledge of the situation said it was a metabolite left in Ford's system after use of a fat loss supplement taken during right. the off season before Ford came to Sporting Kansas City like a hydroxy
2: cut like a thermogenic that shows up in drug tests but it's
1: not illegal so it says that he stopped taking it supposedly before he uh, his contract with sporting was finalized and that while he was between clubs it was the recommendation of a personal trainer who he hired after he was told that the colorado rapids were looking to move him so it appears that he did not take anything while he was with sporting kansas city um i also understand you know I haven't seen any quotes directly from Peter, but my understanding is that, you know, he's less than thrilled with the timing of this, which again, I understand because if this is something that was a sample collected back in January, well, it's almost August now. We're in the middle of a summer heat run. We got a U.S. Open Cup tournament coming up. So yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd get if Peter was like, what the hell?
2: So, yeah, so what, why? Why wait six months to to say something then? What does that i don't get that
1: i don't know i don't know if the sample was collected then and i don't know how long it takes after a sample's collected to test it i don't know how long it takes to get the results back i don't know well, what the collective bargaining agreement process is in order to get to that suspension it's it seems too long way too long
2: kick us when we're down man they just you know <laughs> it just sucks if it was against someone like lafc mm-hmm. and one of their players i'd be like absolutely but it's uh it's against us and it, the hits just keep coming and it sucks, man, and I I I hope he's all right. Obviously, he's not out there doing boot tar heroin or anything like that. He's, <laughs> you know, it's a it's an un, it's an inconvenient situation.
1: It it does suck, and you know, I I mean I like Courtney Ford. He's he's a nice guy. He was very gracious when I talked to him in the locker room, and and he he honestly might be, in terms of on field performance, one of the Sporting KC center backs I trust more right now than some of the others. But, unfortunately, he's not going to be available until the middle of September. Which means we will continue to rely on, almost certainly, Nicholas Isimat-Marine and Andreu Fontes. And let me tell you, my friend, that is not a pairing that I am thrilled with relying on.
2: Well, yeah, because every team that's scouting us is just going to start practicing their uh, set pieces and their headers. I mean, that's just... <laughs> at the end of the day that's what they got to do to get the goals because what, what is it like six out of the out of the last eight goals have been headers it's
1: i don't it's probably i would believe it that's i don't it. know specifically yeah it's just for the amount of money we're paying them you want to hear this here's a stat for you oh boy uh the most expensive defenders in mls based on salaries per the mls players association the fourth highest paid defender in the league andre Fontes. Catching the tenth highest-paid defender in the league, Nicolas matt Marine, at about a million dollars, and Andreu at about one point one two five million dollars. Sporting KC have two of the top ten highest-paid defenders in the entire league. They both play center back, and Sporting KC also has a goal differential of negative nineteen.
2: And they haven't even played a majority of the season if if Fontas was out for a reason or other or just not playing well enough and people would play over him uh EC was injured for a little bit uh it's it's like they're not even mainstays there they're kind of just there because who else is going to be there right now
1: yeah I mean Volader had his moment and then sure looks lost at times and There's... Kaveh Rod's the next up probably Probably, especially with Courtney Ford not there. There's only three teams in MLS that have allowed more goals this year than Sporting KC. No shit. That's San Jose. They've allowed 41. DC United have allowed 41. And Toronto FC have allowed 39. And then there's Sporting KC, 38. But you want to know the difference between all those? San Jose, they've allowed 41 goals. They've scored 33. Yeah. DC, they've allowed 41 goals. They've scored 25 toronto they've allowed 39 goals they've scored 26 sporting kc they've allowed 38 goals and scored 19 oh man 19 goals there is one team in the entire league literally one team in the entire league that has not yet hit the 20 goal mark scored wow and it's sporting kc
2: we don't even average a goal a game huh
1: nope 19 goals through 22 games
2: oh my gosh it's bad dude (laughs) and and you know god the players have got to be frustrated as hell and after this road trip it's like you know okay we get to come back home who we playing who we playing oh boy lafc comes to town we're (laughs) averaging less
1: goals per game than we are points per game and that's saying something
2: oh my god that's saying exactly (laughs) what you just said that's a bad deal man we're We're averaging 0.91
1: points per game and 0.86 goals per game
2: Hey, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm, I'm scared. And, you know, you, you said something before we got on here, though. You said, if there is any silver lining, it's appalling that we're still, that we're even seven points away from the playoffs. Like that's two wins at a draw. Like, I mean, it's not undoable. Yeah. You know, it can happen, but it's like, oh man, there's some really good teams coming up that we're, we're mm-hmm. going to have to play. And, but we, we just faced three good teams. You know, yeah. I mean, we got the win at Montreal and then should have got the win in Minnesota. I mean, that would have been a hell of a deal.
1: Thanks, Andreu Fontesongo.
2: Man, oh, man, that's a bad... What? I mean, technically, John Polskamp is what goal, they're calling goal. it. Like, he could stop it. He's like, did you just hit that off my back?
1: Why did you <laughs> kick that directly at me at the yeah, goal? Why,
2: why'd you kick that in my kidney? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Well, okay. Not a great
2: clearance. I mean, he's no it's terrible it, what are you it doing wasn't a blind clearance like you see that your it backwards, keeper's on the ground
1: basically on the ground directly to, now maybe he, he messed up but like you gotta kick that one don't kick it backwards toward the goal kick it away from the goal and yeah. and
2: two get it up in the air bad deal bad deal man what are you doing it's,
1: the fourth highest I mean, paid defender in mls
2: well minnesota gets to go go back home and be like well we should be upset because we didn't score, but we'll take what we can get. <laughs> you know?
1: I mean, sporting KC should have won that game. And if they would have won that game, they would have had six points out of a possible nine on this road trip. And that would have been phenomenal. And that would have been exactly what they needed to do in terms of points per game, stealing points on the road. Mm-hmm. It would have been amazing. Now, if you would have yeah. told me ahead of time, and I, t- I said last week on the pod, if we get five of the nine points, if we can get we a do. win and two draws, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Well, we got a win. And then we got a draw, and all we needed to do, and it looked like it was possible throughout the first half of the RSL game, is get another draw. And we didn't. We, you know, laid a giant egg in the second half of uh, that RSL game. And we'll talk about that more. But there's a part of me that's like, okay, if you would have told me you're going to take four of nine from a three-game road stretch... That's a lot better than we've done so far. Over the last three games, we've you know sure. earned we we increased our our total points on the season by twenty five percent over that three game stretch, which is sad. Um, but well, it's it's dire straits right, right now. It's just it's sad that even that though in a regular season, if you could have taken four and nine there, you would have been like, okay, that's serviceable on a three game road stretch. It's just not enough for what they need right now because they've dug themselves yeah. in such a hole
2: it's not serviceable now but if that if that happened back in march or april it's like you'd be like this is great results I'll everyone take go home good job
1: right so the only only silver lining you know that that back-loaded schedule with more home games but but even still man they're not great at home
2: so <laughs> not at all it's real scary man i don't
1: know it's just it's a bummer but
2: Let's who, uh, who knows, dude? Maybe maybe Johnny Russell just needs a hundred degree weather and a game against Gareth Bale to get a hat trick or some shit. You know what <laughs> I
1: mean? <laughs> maybe. Um, but let's let's talk about this Minnesota game for a little bit cause, okay, so we had uh, um, Daniel Shallowy up top at center forward. We had a, a Marinos Johnice signing, uh, signing. He was playing on the on the left wing. Cam Duke on the right, and then uh, Felipe Uri and Remy Voltaire, um, and then Caden Pierre has has certainly. Uh, done a, a relatively serviceable job at the uh, right-back position with Zusi out, um, E.C., Fontas, and Ndenbe. And then what's kind of a developing story that I want to talk about a little bit after we get through these games, John Polskamp in the goal uh, instead of Melia, who has an injured shoulder, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so all in all, this Minnesota game, Sporting KC, I think, played pretty well and arguably was – the better side like we said if you look at um well if you look at the xg it should have been a 1-1 game basically because it's 1.1 for minnesota and 0.9 for sporting kc but i mean we uh, we outshot minnesota we had more shots on goal um it's just you know like we talked about in the 43rd minute which is such a bummer because we had so many opportunities early in this game to score and, and they just weren't capitalizing 43rd minute you're getting ready to go in a halftime and and Fontes just makes a total mess of this clearance, kicks it back right at John Polskamp, and it goes into the back of the net. Polskamp was trying to flag for offsides, but it wasn't happening. And suddenly go from 0-0, going into uh, halftime on the road, feeling like, okay, we got something here, to now you're down 1-0. And we're right back where we've been before.
2: Yep. Feel, feels bad. Uh, you know, since these, these two games that we're covering, they were they're so close to each other. It really was night and day in performances. Like mm-hmm. the performance in Minnesota was really good. And like mm-hmm. you said, the stats, we outshot them. And against the RSL was not the case. And Minnesota was coming in hot. Like they had scored three goals per game in their last three games. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, great. Well, they're going to drop a triple on us. Good times. And it didn't happen. I mean, arguably, they didn't even score once. So there you go.
1: Right, and it's still wild that we've allowed so many goals having games like this where it's like, oh, the only goal we gave up was an own goal, and it's just, yeah. it's so frustrating that this defense cannot get out of its own way. These center backs cannot seem to figure it out. Like, no matter what happens, it's just like...
2: And it's the center backs, right? Like, our outside backs aren't aren't doing too bad. Even Caden Pierre in there, man. I like seeing it.
1: Yeah, there was some weirdness in RSL where Pierre and Denbe ended up both on the same side for seemingly no reason at one point. I'm like, I don't... Why, oh, what is weird. going on and it's it was like, you
2: know you switch sides after halftime right
1: well and it was <laughs> on the play where then there was the headed goal and it was just like why are you both there's nobody at the back post and everything so i'm just like yeah what is going on but all i know is even though i was told i was being dramatic when i said that this defense needs a, a total rebuild
2: <laughs> uh, last week does it seem dramatic now
1: something is not working fundamentally with these defensive players as they now? are and and you can't have two of the top 10 most highest paid defenders in the league and have one of the worst if not the worst defense in the league
2: well let's be honest we all know somebody that makes way more money than they should it might they might be at your own (laughs) office and if you don't know them it's you (laughs) seriously Uh, we've all seen that person that just doesn't really do anything and then like somehow you hear about the money they make and it's like are you fucking serious it's unbelievable
1: right. right so uh second half comes out and and I'm not feeling great I'm like okay wonderful we're gonna somehow blow this uh but then Johnny Russell he's driving down the right side and he does a little one-two with with Caden Pierre that was quite nice and he gets a little lucky and the the Minnesota defender makes a little bit of a mess of it but Johnny gets the ball under his feet uh kicks it past St. Clair is it St. Clair I don't know how he
2: keeps this ball at all
1: it's 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 unbelievable, and and he slots it into the the, the far side of the net past Saint Clair and one uh, one, and there was a chance later to to go ahead. It, ultimately, it ends one one. Um,
2: How does he continue to just keep the ball in these situations? Like I don't he get tried it. to, I don't know. like the dude stopped it. The dude stopped the ball, and Johnny Russell just goes, nah, I'm gonna keep going, and it's like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn trick balls.
1: It's pretty crazy so yeah. he single-handedly um he's gave us our our only offensive performance really of, of the game um and then but then perhaps you know even more important john Pulskamp made some hell of insane saves like at the very end of the game i don't know how minnesota didn't ultimately win there was a loose ball in the box off of a corner and i was about to have a heart attack so i was like great this is the corner kick that's going to give them the win at the last second he somehow is making saves he's punching balls away at the corner like Pulse Camp, if Pulse Camp ends up taking over as Sporting KC's number one, which is a big if, and it's by no means a, a foregone conclusion yet, and some people I think are ready to write off Tim Melia, but if John Pulse Camp takes it over, we'll be able to look back at this Minnesota game and say that's where it all started.
2: Well, this isn't a bad situation. I know people might be like, where's Tim Melia? This sucks. Uh, he's our starter. We got our backup in there. You guys get this kid some confidence right now he's going 21. into the U.S. Open Cup game in a week from tonight.
1: He's 21.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't know it because he looks like he's got a mortgage. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. I keep talking about the most recent game. That's because it's more recent in my mind. But he had a first-half performance from freaking the fiery depths of hell. The man was on one, dude. He, he just he, kept
1: broke his personal record for saves in a game by like the fortieth minute.
2: Uh it was in the first half. Yeah. It was insane. And <laughs> and that you know, then the second half happened and it's like, well, he it's can only do so fault. much. Right. He can only do so much. Right. But he kept it scoreless in the first half of that game and, and the Minnesota game I think that confidence is great, especially if you guys want to go to an open cup final.
1: Yeah. I mean I trust him in a final at this point. The only thing As we haven't should. the only thing we haven't seen from him that we've seen so much from Tim Ilya over the years is and, and hopefully he's learned some from Melia, I don't know. Is How's he do against penalty kicks? Because I hope there it was, doesn't come to that. I hope it doesn't come to that either. But there was a stretch. I, I don't know about it anymore. Because Milia obviously is not Milia like he used to be. I'm not writing him off again. But his game's gone down. There was a three, four year stretch where if there was a penalty kick against Tim Milia, I was confident in sitting there and being like, there is a 50-50 chance he blocks this thing. Yeah. because statistically that's about what it was normally it's an 80 percent conversion rate for penalty kicks and for tim milia it was like 47 percent conversion rate right it was like four of 11 that they had scored or something like like five of 11 it was crazy that's i've insane. never seen a goalkeeper do it like Melia did
2: so well, it's you know i think we're happy to have uh pulse camp in there and why wouldn't you be who does he learn from T- Timothy tim milia. milia like that's mm-hmm. just what he does
1: and the things that Peter Vermees uh, praised him on after the game um, was he said he kept his head. He never lost his head emotionally. Um, he said he came out of the net really well. He comes out in a great way. And he said he was also great with the ball at his feet. And his decision-making was really, really good. So, I mean, those are all things that obviously are good for a goalkeeper. But to come out, to have the, to, to, especially for a team like Sporting KC that likes to play out of the back as much as we do, to be able to have the ball at his feet, make good decisions, it's good. So so far so good with, with what i see from from pulse camp um but then you're right then we go into this rsl game and i had a bad feeling about this rsl game leading up to it and maybe that's oh, hindsight yeah. 2020 but i just was like people i think still think rsl is not great because they've had some down years in, in recent history but they're third place in the west right now
2: it's a they good team. A good team and i i had a little hope though because i saw they had a couple of big name guys that were out Mm -hmm. of the lineup so that was hopeful but turns out that didn't matter because they got other guys coming in that can do just as good as work
1: (laughs) yeah and i was excited because i had said after the minnesota game i'd like to see more of a a johnny shall johnny russell front three and sure enough here we go johnny's daniel shall johnny russell front three um our midfield still just i think it needs so much work like, I don't want to have to rely on Roger as much as I love him game in, game out. I sound like well, a broken record, but we need another defensive midfielder that's not Uri Rosell. Yeah. Um,
2: Roger was due for a red card, too. It was about that time. Yeah.
1: And then uh, there's uh, Logan and Denbe, Robert Voleter, because Fontas was out with a yellow card accumulation suspension. EC and Caden Pierre, and then Pulse Camp back in the goal again. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Sporting KC... The first half, it was it was 0-0, they were, they were playing okay, um, it looked like they were in the game. But do you want to guess what our total expected goal number was for this entire game against RSL?
2: What, was it even 1? I mean...
1: <laughs> no.
2: No, definitely not.
1: 0.3.
2: Jesus. It, it seemed that way though, because we just did not create a damn thing. 6 it, shots, it 1
1: shot on target the entire game a single shot on target the entire game
2: wow well i'm glad i'm glad their uh goalkeeper had a lot to do who's their goalkeeper zach mcmath now or
1: uh yeah i think so is it mcmath yeah Yeah, McMath.
2: and i just uh yeah pretty easy pretty easy night for him
1: it's um he just he didn't have anything to do he could just stand there all night and you know is the 50th minute and and it was on this play where somehow in denbe ends up over on Caden Pierre's side of the field, and like I'm not really... Sh- well, I guess he was tracking and man-marking a guy, and so he ends up all the way over, where the, the line at this point, the back line is Caden Pierre, Logan and Denbe, and then E uh, C, and then Volader. But that means there's nobody on the back post. And granted, Volader gets pushed a little bit by Cordova in the back, but there's plenty of time to recover, one, and then two, there's just no help on the back side. And Cordova just gets a header and puts it right past Pulse Camp. And it's 1-0 in the forty or 50th minute. And I kind of had a feeling. I was like, once they scored in that goal, I was like, that's it. We're not going to win. It's just not going to happen.
2: That was your feeling?
1: That was it. And then it didn't help when, you know, 10 minutes later, Roger Espinosa goes, studs up into whatever his name is, Lawfulson, or, or is that his name? I'm pretty sure that's his name. So, um, it's uh, yeah, Laufeyson, and Peter was mad.
2: Isn't that Loki's last name?
1: Laufeyson is <laughs> Loki's pretty, last name. Pretty goddamn and Laufison That's close. That's funny. Um, Peter was mad about this Roger red card, and he said that Roger was pushed from behind. And I don't know, um, I don't know if Peter just didn't get a good look at it or what, because Roger was not pushed from behind, and a lot of people yeah. were were kind of mad about this call too and Peter after the game when he was asked like what happened in this game he went back to this call and that's like Roger was pushed from behind that call changed the game this that and the other and if you look at the replay and I actually thought I know people can get mad at Andrew Wiebe but he did a breakdown of this he was like Roger kind of lunges he's far away from the ball he lunges goes studs up gets over the ball and puts his studs into the ankle of Loffelson that's a red card
2: yeah it is I mean I, I didn't i didn't have a problem with it at all i mean it's just a matter of you know i people were upset like saying oh it should have been a second yellow instead of a straight red and i'm like it does not matter to me same thing (laughs) yeah for what for the scorebook like i don't care
1: that's the thing red at the end of the day that's why it's such a dumb thing and why i'm so confused why peter got so hung up on it after the game is even it's a clear as day well, for me, it's a clear-as-day red card. If if this happened to a Sporting KC player, we'd be like, he literally went over the ball, studs up into an ankle. That's a red card, by definition. But even if you're like, oh, it's, it's, it's only a yellow, okay, well, then it's still a red card because it's a second, <laughs> so it's done. That's so why we're we yeah. arguing about it. But so he goes out, then we're playing with 10 men, and, and then it was just the floodgates opened from there, and again, RSL just coming down on the counter, and nobody's in the middle of the field properly, and they just get a shot off that gets into the bottom corner of the net. EC steps up too late. It's 2-0 in the 64th minute.
2: Well, my old ass fell asleep, Jimmy. <laughs> I did not see the second and third goals. I'll be honest, transparent here. You know, spending the day out at Casey Current in the heat a little bit. and yeah. uh, And also, sporting just wasn't really creating anything. And I think I just... Had too many no bake cookies and and lost interest, you know.
1: Too many no bake cookies.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how uh, it goes.
1: Good old no bakes. Um, yeah, I don't blame you, and and that makes sense because I was texting you a little bit, like with some like quick in game thoughts, and I wasn't getting a reply, and I was like, he's either really depressed, <laughs> or he's watching on his phone and can't reply, or he fell it's asleep. My,
2: it's my phone though. I have it. <laughs> I have it cloned to the TV and i don't want to be on my phone to say sense. i click on a video on facebook and then my tv immediately starts showing that video and i'm like i didn't i didn't want that
1: so you're just like, seeing my my hot takes in the middle of the game pop up on your screen on the tv
2: no i don't like okay. i don't have it uh it's not set to uh, my texts don't show okay cuz i was just whatever. like
1: every time it scores if it's just me being like son of a
2: yeah. bitch pops up on and, the tv screen and i had my watch on the charger so i wasn't yeah. i didn't get that on the notification so I was hot. I was mad. But I I was out, man. I was out because, like I said, it was just kind of a boring performance on our part and Mm -hmm. uh, not that engaging.
1: Well, and again, in the 70th minute, we're already down 2-0. RSL gets the ball out wide, and and then they send the ball into the box, and our center backs forget how to do anything, and it's a free header for Jefferson Savarino at the 6-yard line. And again, Pulse Camp is just furious. Pulse Camp's livid. He's yelling at the center backs. He punches the ground. He's just like, what the hell, man? We can't do this. We can't have somebody just wide open in the box. And it was after that goal where I was just like, yeah, we can't do this. These center backs, like, you got to rebuild this back line. Like, if if you weren't convinced last week, after this week, you have to be.
2: I don't know, man. That's pretty dramatic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, where does that leave us all? Um Seven not.
2: points out of playoffs. That's where it leaves us.
1: You know, last place. With LAFC coming to town,
2: how, so. how can we still say it's crazy, dude? I love this sport for this reason: that you can still say we have a chance to still get in the playoffs, and we still have a shot at a freaking cup. You know what I mean? Like, right? And it's is it is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? I, I'm not. I'm not so sure.
1: No, at this point, the only thing, like for me, I'm all my eggs are in the U.S. Open Cup basket to have some sort of a salvage of this season. What if and Billy then, Agata
2: comes in and goes nuts?
1: I mean, Agata was on the bench. I know. Uh, and, and now, uh, as of Tuesday, Agata and Eric Tommy were officially introduced. They're both here, yeah. finally. So Tommy and Billy. T- Tommy and Billy. Billy and Tommy. <laughs> are, are those, uh, is that the name of Wanda's kids? Yeah, it is i was like yeah, Wait a second. i'm a
2: freaking dork dude i don't i don't mean to take everything to uh marvel they, but it's, they're young uh, avengers
1: are they what wiccan and speed i think are their superhero names something like that yeah so hey we'll see if uh if the the wanda <laughs> twins can come in and, and save oh, no. sporting casey's season it'd
2: be so, pretty nuts though it'd be pretty nuts
1: they showed uh william Agata warming up after it was and i just i always want to know like what's going through his mind right now this is his first experience after a single day training with sporting kc and they're just getting their ass kicked and he is he like is he just like what am i doing
2: i imagine it's a a similar feeling in like a rec league team of any kind like a guy a guy who say a guy who's really good at softball and he's invited out to play with a friend. They're like, oh, are you guys any good? And it's like, ah, oh, we dabble. And he gets in there. He's got all his stuff. He's all decked out. And the team's just getting smoked. And he's like, yeah. well, what did I uh, – why did I waste my time? What am I doing here?
1: <laughs> it's it's bad, man. I mean, Pulse Campio has asked about after the game, sporting conceding goals on, on crosses. And, and he's trying to be he's, – he's learned from the Tim Melia – school of uh, you know media relations like he's not going to blame other people but he was like you know it's tough to pinpoint the exact problem from a goalkeeping perspective
2: bullshit defending
1: job. crosses is largely a mental thing it's an aggression thing it's a desire to win the ball and a commitment no hesitation going for the ball when you decide it's yours which but you heard me, what peter
2: said about oh, so the crosses
1: gone? oh well, yeah peter's was like you got to attack the ball and in two of those occasions yeah. we just didn't attack the ball their guy beat us like the ball
2: it starts with the guy who's gonna give the service like mm-hmm. you you stop that service and it, the ball doesn't happen mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's and it's an effort deal, thing man. it's an effort yeah. thing
1: but um pulse camp this is what i thought was interesting he goes i haven't watched it back but maybe i need to come out for the third goal the cross is coming in from a higher position at the near post in the moment it didn't feel right but maybe that's what i need to come out for so i think he's like kind of subtly trying to be like this isn't typically one that i would come out for our defenders have to do better um (laughs) but it's just uh he said right now it seems like we're almost going slow at the ball like we're just expecting it to be a free header for us no attackers are going to be crashing the box you've got to be 100 percent aggressive to win the ball so i think it's mostly a desire to defend that's calling out the defenders i think
2: it probably is and he um, should without saying names and yeah, man. I mean, the goalkeeper is the captain of the defensive line, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, he, he sets it up, and I think he's getting a little more comfortable back there, which, you know, hopefully that's a good thing. Like I said, guys, I'm all in on this U.S. Open Cup situation, uh, and the semifinal being a week away. I think it's great that he's getting getting some serious minutes here.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm all in on the U.S. Open Cup. I have no expectation for the regular season at this point. If we somehow make the playoffs, it'll be a pleasant surprise, but I am not at all expecting it. We have LAFC coming in this weekend. They just beat Nashville on the road 2-1. Gareth Bale got his first first appearance. And he's
2: Um, awesome. How does that that happen? Why does a team, hey, we're in first place. Let's get better. mm -hmm. And they just signed Gareth Bale. Like, what?
1: And they also have uh, Cialini, the defender from Italy. And they just traded literally an hour before we started recording for or, uh, Orlando City midfielder Sebastian Mendez in a deal that could be up to 750000 uh in game to Orlando City. So they're just constantly, constantly, constantly restocking. Uh,
2: it's insane. It doesn't make sense to me. The rich get richer, and then there's us. I, I don't get it. And, and you were talking about... Oh, my God. Gareth Bale's going to play, obviously. And mm-hmm. we're... He's going to smoke us. Pe- people are going to show up that aren't even sporting fans. Maybe they're just, like, Gareth Bale fans of Tottenham or Real Madrid <laughs> or, or Welsh teams. And not to mention, LAFC brings every Hispanic person out to these games every time they come Because Carlos tab.
1: Vela, and, and they, they just do it, they do it really well. Yeah. Um,
2: even people that are supposedly sporting KC fans, they'll be in, like, an LAFC jersey. And it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> what is going on? I don't get it.
1: Um, I mean, we all saw the video, I'm sure, on social when they're like, not a bad first touch for Gareth Bale. And he's doing like behind his back, you know, no look, backwards pass, perfectly weighted. And I'm just like, this man. That,
2: okay, backwards pass was fine. It was the one where he takes it out of the air and just kind of scoops it to a guy. Yeah. Like, didn't even let it bounce, just scoops it to him. The backwards <laughs> pass, like, anyone can do, not anyone. I mean, you can do a little flick behind your back. Like, that's that's a thing that was I was so say. so smooth it was it was smooth but not as smooth as that like here you go
1: right he played only 11 (laughs) minutes he's got like two crazy highlights already
2: 11 minutes is what he played something like that it was not a lot he will play more against us because they might be up early against us and he comes in at the half or some shit you know they're gonna ease him into it of course
1: yeah. The only saving grace is uh, Giorgio Chiellini said, uh, It's too hot in Nashville when asked for his takeaways. And uh, <laughs> Gareth, Gareth Bale said, uh, You don't really get to see the heat on TV. The humidity was very difficult, even in the warm up. It's something that I'm not used to, but we're all up to these challenges. Everyone has to deal with it. That's and true, uh, dude. they don't
2: have that in L.A., right? They don't have that humidity that we got.
1: They don't have, I mean, he hadn't even played in L.A. They don't have that I'm in s- Europe, well, except that, for yeah. like, literally right now.
2: That's true. I mean, even the team LA, like you look at the high and it's like in the 80s and they get to come rock and roll in hundred degree weather on Saturday. And that's not even heat index, which by the way, heat index, heat index is a hoax, by the way, it's a hoax. (laughs) It's like, just tell me what the temperature is. It's goddamn bullshit. It's a hoax.
1: Well, and then if you look at, so in Europe, they're used to playing over the winter months, right? They don't typically play in in the summer and you have a guy like... Giorgio Cialini, who's coming from Juventus, which is in Turin, Italy. And so you think about like they're playing games in January quite a bit in Turin, Italy, where the average high is 47 degrees Fahrenheit. So now he's coming to, you know, 60 degrees warmer. And they're coming into Kansas City on Saturday when last time I checked, the high was supposed to be 102 degrees. So we have a chance. That's our only chance is that they will literally melt like the Wicked Witch of the West.
2: Well, we've been, yeah, we'll be training in this shit all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine they do a lot of training in this kind of weather. I'm sure they do a lot of, a lot of walkthroughs, don't hurt yourself, you know. Uh, I'm sure that heat can really take a toll on your body.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. So.
2: You know, and we're getting down on it right now. We're probably going to win this freaking game because That's we're so what? pessimistic about it. <laughs> we're going to freaking pull off some victory and I'll be like, I don't know what's real anymore i don't know either you'll it's make just... that face you made on the garlic guardians of the galaxy ride when when we win <laughs> this game you'll be like "Oh!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just i don't i don't know it's um we'll see i have i have no expectations and no hopes so we'll see but <laughs> let's get to uh, to some of our questions here slash thoughts um Kev Mendo says, uh, obviously now that he's signed, we can up in arms. But how did SKC choose to decline? Uh, I'm, I butcher his name every time. Uh, Joe Achini as has a free transfer. Local kid. Scored for the U.S. Men's National Team at Children's Mercy Park. Uh, hindsight feels like an obvious signing. Is PV so convinced that Polito is going to be 100% for a full season that he's willing not to take a flyer? And he goes on to kind of keep going on about this. Um, is he the
2: one going to Orlando? Yeah,
1: and he's from Kansas yeah. City, so that's why people. And he's a striker, right. so that's why people are like, "What's the deal?" Um, Money, right? Could be that. And I also think Daniel Sperry had a pretty measured take on this because even he's Matt, a Doyle, pretty measured guy, he is. And even <laughs> Matt Doyle was like, "Feels like it he could have helped Sporting Kansas City," but sure.
2: anything could help us, Matt.
1: But the problem is, when you're a young player like that, you're not looking for a gig where you're going to come in and be able to start eleven games for a team that's battling for the wooden spoon and then know that next year you're going to be just sitting behind the team's best player in alan Polito. you're going to go to a place where you want to sort of work your way back up to being in that european conversation you don't want to be a backup you want to go to a place like orlando where you can be a, a, a a starter and you can really help the team try to push for a playoff spot or whatnot and i just it's not surprising to me even though he's from kansas city that he was like i don't really want to go just be rented for 11 games on a bad team
2: is so. Essentially, yeah, that's very well put because, I mean, Alan Polito will ideally be at full strength when he comes back. And they probably highly expect him to be the guy, but then you do think you're, you're still rolling that dice. Like they are – He he's had injuries right. every freaking season he's been here. So – but it, it's, you know, whatever, man. The guy probably wouldn't have played, and we probably don't have the money to secure him. So, Right. So – because Peter's talked many times how, like, we don't have any space. Like, it's all being used, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, now that we got rid of um, Vojnovic, there's a little more space. but Sure, we'll maybe a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Next question is uh, Connor with a K. He goes, I believe if we have eight of the final 12 games at home, what is the point range you think is needed to get at home to even have a chance of getting that last playoff spot? I'll say 19 to 21 points. We're technically I mean, still alive, but we need a run of wins to have a shot.
2: I don't got a guess at that one, my friend. Uh, my good buddy, Chip Colmia, loves to make nerdy-ass spreadshe- spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> and he color codes these damn things, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I believe the numbers are right. So I don't, I don't remember what he said, but he's got it all figured out, man.
1: Well, okay, so let's take a look. So we're at 20 points right now. Last year, the playoff line, was forty eight points, and even a team with forty eight points didn't make it because they uh, um, just didn't have the tiebreaker. Uh, right. We can't look at twenty twenty because that was a weird year. Um, twenty nineteen playoff line forty eight points.
2: Okay, so do so some math. Twenty eighteen games
1: you got. Twenty eighteen playoff line forty nine points. So let's say we're gonna have to get at least forty eight points to get or into say the playoffs 49. in the West. Overshoot it. We'll say forty nine. Okay, let's go forty nine. We have twenty points right now. Oh boy! so that means we're looking at twenty nine points over the last twelve games
2: oh boy do the math there folks <laughs> so that means we can
1: drop seven points total Whew. over the last twelve games so if we got let's let's do let's 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 play this out if we got twenty one points out of the final home game eight home games that he's saying so we need uh eight more points after that which means we have to what of the four road games win two and draw two to get to those 29 points that's i don't think it's happening
2: it's not happening it sucks <laughs> man it sucks to think about but it's like we that's where we are and that's our realistic thoughts here but but the thing is anything to freaking happen you just don't it's okay, all about what but... people ahead of you do but you really got to take these points man and it starts saturday and i can't even say it without laughing because it's gonna. if it, there's gonna be heat on the field and in the air. Like, it's going to be bad.
1: It would take a historic run and a pretty good collapse from some of the teams ahead of us. And I just, I don't think it's in the cards this year. But
2: wouldn't it be one hell of a story?
1: Oh, it would. It would. But I think it's, uh, I mean, it's not over till it's mathematically over. No,
2: but... you're right. I, I've tried to, I, I've always tried to stay pretty optimistic, whether it comes to like relationships or work. But it's, uh, it's getting harder to stay optimistic here.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's see here. We did get a couple of questions about who we would keep and who we would let go next year because people are already kind of starting to turn toward that. Oh, um, shit. This is where it gets weird. So Andre Fontes, he's out of contract after this year. I can't see him coming back. Obviously, Voinovich is out of contract after this year. Uh, Tim Melia, he's out of contract after this year. That's one of the most interesting ones. Like I don't think that Tim Melia is going to be able to come back at the salary level he was at if pulse camp can kind of put a run of games together here at you know the end of the season
2: well because they're kind of grooming uh they got a young kindle McIntosh in the wings as well man getting mm-hmm. consistent minutes with uh skc too.
1: Mm-hmm. out of contract with an option after this year nicholas ec matt Marion, i can't see us picking up his option uh Kyrie shelton that's an interesting one i know what the fans a lot of them would want but we'll see um Kaveh Rad, I mean, I, a year ago I would have said yeah, but where's he been? He's not anywhere to be found. He's not playing, so I don't know. Maybe not. It's just, I think there's a lot of people who um, there's going to be some turnover, especially on the defense next year. Um, Roger Espinoza, maybe we'll see if he's coming back. I don't know. Daniel Shallowey's out of a contract, and and there's no movement there right now, so this team could look very different next year.
2: Yeah. I agree. It could be it could be weird. I think that uh I think Daniel returns. I think he's a quality player and is helpful to those around him as well, but I don't know. Time will tell.
1: Mhm. And then quickly uh just a couple more. Uh Richie Sanchez said so this is a this is a hot take. So, he goes, "My two cents in the game. Everyone is frustrated with the center backs, which is fair." But you can get scored on three times if you score four goals. And we scored none against a shithole RSL team. Agata and Tommy better do their things.
2: Not a shithole team. I mean, we've said they're like third in the West. I mean, they're right.
1: good. They're a good team. And if your expectation is we're going to score four goals a game, I got another, like nobody's doing that.
2: Yeah, I mean. That's
1: not a realistic expectation. So you can't we're just be hardly
2: like. hardly scoring two a game, you know.
1: Right. The best team in, in the league right now is, is LAFC, and they're averaging two goals per game. So you can't yeah. be here and be like, all we got to do is score four.
2: Not I feel you. It, it is a hot take, and it's a fr- we're frustrated. I mean, I get that. We're, we're all frustrated. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, especially when you have a pretty solid first half, it makes mm-hmm. that second half feel very sad.
1: Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, um, Ian Siebert, Siebert sorry, I don't know how you say your name, Um, pointed this out. And there's there's been a number of people who have started to talk about this a little bit more. And I I think this is fair to examine this. And this one's harder because we don't truly know how the front office is really broken down in terms of who has actual, you know, final say or influence or whatnot. I mean, it's probably Peter ultimately who has final say and everything. But um, Peter's been getting a lot of heat, and I get it. Things aren't getting any better. I still don't think there's any way Peter gets fired after this year. He's going to have a year to fix this. But... Um, some people have started questioning Whether we should be looking at What Brian Bliss who is the director of player personnel Starting in 2016 And then became technical director in 2019 um, He's a, a scouting guy And on Solid. the Cauldron Facebook I don't normally point to the Cauldron Facebook But there was somebody out there Blaine who um, Put up a, a list of all the players That Brian Bliss uh, Supposedly has had a hand in bringing And there's a lot of misses On that list Yeah Um there's some hits, but there's a lot of misses. And so I think it's, it's fair to start wondering, like, do we need to look at our scouting network and how our players are evaluated? Cause Peter doesn't have time to get out there and do the scouting and evaluation while he's working on the team. No, and really no technical director is the one out there doing it all themselves, but it makes you wonder if, you know, so much of our success, um, really came from the pre Brian Bliss era. And well,
2: well, sounds see. like we need to do some investigative journalism and uh, <laughs> get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of true crime documentaries and stuff, so I'm ready to turn this into a true crime sports podcast. Okay, there you go. <laughs> We're
1: gonna have to do some investigations, right? So
2: I just I just breezed through uh, inventing Anna on Netflix, so I'm like, oh, oh yeah, let's do a little let's do a little research here, you know?
1: Okay, well there you go. I have not watched that yet. I'm gonna have to give it a give it a look Uh,
2: you don't have to i mean it's uh (laughs) hey i watch a i watch a lot of stuff that's like trash but also enjoyable Mm -hmm. so it's not a good show but it's enjoyable
1: (laughs) let me let me ask you this final final question food for thought because i mentioned lafc acquired sebastian mendez from orlando city yes I, i don't really know what's going on there but mendez is a midfielder you know who else has played midfield for lafc who's maybe been a little bit disgruntled for one reason or another as of late yeah. Latif blessing. If this is total you know, not gonna happen wild theory, but if Latif were to become available and the price was right, would you bring him back?
2: Uh sure. Yeah, why the hell not? I think I'm
1: there's some people that, improve things. There's some people that didn't like his flopping and boy did he flop.
2: Nah, didn't like that. Maybe maybe that's just a conversation with the coach and it's like, hey, stop. You know don't do that yeah but he also
1: he, he played midfield and, and he could play on the wing and he, you know he played up
2: top yeah absolutely he he helped out up top for sure
1: i would uh i would take him right now
2: sure absolutely
1: and i miss the snapchats i used to get from him when he had the mini ears on because that's a thing that get, happened
2: you don't get things anymore
1: i mean i haven't i haven't snapped him in a long time but we that's had a true. thing going there for a little bit
2: maybe you should follow up you've seen yeah. some
1: of them that he sent
2: me yeah you should so. follow up and be like, how you living, bro? And, you you know, <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you're maybe you shirtless. I don't know. It's a whole thing.
1: <laughs> it happened. Yeah. So, oh, boy. Well, that's about all I got for this week. It's not a fun one.
2: Sounds about it, man. Like, it's, I don't really uh, know what's going to happen this Saturday, but I bet I could guess. So, we'll, ah, yeah. uh, high hopes, man, because that place, that place could be popping. Unless people are like, mm, pretty hot out, going to sit right. this one at home.
1: We'll so. see. I think it'll be fill, uh, full because I think people want to see LAFC and Garrett Bale and that's Cialini, But That's unfortunate. It's not because of us, that's for sure.
2: Well, I hope it is. I hope we pull off some miraculous display of soccer and get the damn job done. I'm not confident that that happens, but man, would it be something cool.
1: It would be fun. So we'll see. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening and sticking with us. We know it's not fun when the team's not doing well, but we try to make it as fun as possible and, talk about things that we enjoy and, and shows that we like movies that we like and you know we'll all get through this and we'll have a good time so uh if you have not yet left us that five star rating and review please go ahead and do so make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at no at dan kuzer and at Mac 3 shoot us an email no other pod at com and uh check out that merch store bitly.com slash no other pod get your we want the cup shirt before the next open cup game but until then he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch
2: y'all later see ya casey current is four points from first with a game in hand